0: Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central.
1: Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs, and the Internet. Information you want, want all the help you, you need. need. Your Tech Life, with Trevor Long.
0: Good evening, good afternoon, good morning episode 294 of your tech life thank you for listening thank you for downloading thank you for all your emails your comments and your questions throughout the week um i shouldn't think about it but the 40 million dollar lotto draw has probably already been on and well, look i haven't won it and um i'll be back next week <laughs> if the show doesn't appear next week you might want to uh check with my work if it didn't turn up there i won But there's a high likelihood, let's be statistically honest, that I'll be back next week. Now, let's be clear. If I win Lotto, I will be back for the show, but I'll probably just spend a couple of weeks traveling the world or something. Then I'll be back. Your tech life, this podcast, will be my focus. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) We have a couple of great calls tonight, talking networks, we're talking Windows 10, we're talking all things, plus we're talking dog collars. Never thought I'd say that, because who would have thought the technology would come so far that it could be incorporated into a dog collar? But I have. If you are a dog owner, I genuinely think you will love this product, genuinely think you will like this idea, and I really think you should potentially get the old uh, credit card out and think about supporting uh, what is a great little Aussie invention. Uh, We'll talk about that very, very shortly, but um, in the meantime, we do it all. Thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin satellite navigation and GPS technology. I'll um I'll read out some emails later on and about a few different things, including whether or not you'd pay to listen to the show. It was a fun question I asked last week, and um I got a few answers. Um anyway, I'll, I digress heavily. Uh, it is wonderful to have your company. You can always get in touch on the website eftm.com.au or you can call um, and leave a message at 1-800-157-157. This is Your Tech Life.
1: Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your Tech Life. Life with Trevor Long.
0: So the iPhone 6S. That's the rumour. It's uh, it's a pretty solid rumour. I don't really think there's much rumour in it, to be honest. I think... um. Um, it's it's a guarantee that this device will be announced sometime in September and available late October. I think we kind of know that these days. I don't believe they'll announce an iPhone 7. I believe they'll announce an iPhone 6S. What will it do? What will it do differently? I think um, pretty safely there's three things we can say about the iPhone 6S. For, firstly, it will have Force Touch. Now, Force Touch is Apple's technology they introduced into the MacBook and then into the Apple Watch, which allows you not just to tap the screen, not just to slide the screen, not just to pinch the screen, but to push the screen, and for the device to then recognize that as a new gesture. So the best example is on the Apple Watch, when you've got 10 notifications, you push and hold the screen, and you can clear all the notifications. When you're in um, Messages, you can push and hold and compose a new message. So it's like creating a, a shortcut to something that doesn't need to then appear on the screen. It's actually very cool on the MacBook. It is mind blowing. It actually, um, uh, it actually makes it feel like you're pushing down on the touchpad, but you're actually not making it move. It's very weird. On the Apple Watch, not so much. So I'm just worried that on the on the iPhone 6s, it'll be a bit meh. So it will have to wait and see what they utilize it for, what um, functions they put behind force touch by default and then we'll obviously wait and see what um what you know default things they do so what's built into ios 9 for force touch so we'll wait and see on that now that's so that's number one number two i believe they will smash out of the ballpark all other smartphone cameras not by megapixels not by anything else but by sensor quality by lens quality a whole bunch of things they will just improve remarkably. Remarkably. And that will once again put them ahead of the pack. They don't have the best camera right now. The Galaxy S6, the LG G four. Excellent cameras. Excellent cameras, but the camera software is probably letting it down on those devices. So I think it's actually an equal playing field. And I think when Apple comes out with the iPhone 6S it will be better. So that's that's my opinion. Um, and the final thing it will be bigger by Fractions of millimetres, it will be bigger. And this has been proven by yet another leak from the famous or infamous Apple leaker Sonny Dixon. Sonny is a young fellow from Melbourne who somehow, someway, somewhere gets products sent to him from China, from the factory floor. And he sort of sources those products out to bloggers and different things, and he sourced one out to... Um, The guy that originally posted a YouTube video of the iPhone 6 Plus bending. So he has sent, Sonny has sent the um, iPhone 6S kind of uh, back metal plate, so not a whole phone, just a metal plate, to this guy, and he's done a video measuring it. And essentially, he's, he's shown that there's just incremental millimeters worth of extra metal around this thing which will make it stronger and therefore it won't bend as easily now kids anything will bend if you push it hard enough so i think apple just basically need to put a little bit more support around it so that will be the iphone 6s in my opinion and the 6 plus s 6s plus uh will likewise have those three features there'll be a bunch of other things but ios 9 will be the key plus those three features i think we've got it in the bag it's uh, lock, stock, and barrel. If you want to see the photos of the, the iPhone 6X alleged case, the leak photos, the leaked case in photos, um, and as well as the video, you can uh, check that out at eftm.com.au. It might sound crazy but well- Now I'm going to struggle to find the tweets that I received um, talking about whether or not you'd pay for the um, uh, for the program because because of the um, 31 giveaways in 31 days that we're doing on EFTM across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the like. Uh, they have got a lot of a lot of messages. <laughs> it's very hard to find them. Very hard to find them. Um, but. And see, seven days ago, I was doing the TCL comp today. We've got comps. So I'm just going to struggle. But I you know, I got a, a spattering of uh, messages. Uh, Andrew from Melbourne said, uh, a dollar a month, by all your subscribers, you'd be fine. Uh, he suggested a thing called Patreon, um, which is a cr- kind of crowd subscription service. To be honest, uh, Andrew, I've looked at that. But the thing that scares me most is having something like that. And then having three people sign up um, and just looking so dismally like a failure. So I prefer just not to do that. Uh, I think Rob suggested he might pay uh, a couple of people. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, Daniel, uh, listen to you um, using Overcast from Melbourne. I haven't used Overcast. Now, would I pay? No. But I do pay $60 annually to subscribe to a comedy podcast. I, I, <laughs> I laughed. I replied, um, and all he said was, you're funny too in your own special way. So I uh, appreciate your honesty. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty, Daniel. Um, uh, Colin listens via Pocket Cast. Good stuff. Um, and uh, there was plenty of others, but uh, thank you for those. And I had a great email this week from uh, Langdon uh, in Adelaide. He says, just a message to say, I listen, to both your podcasts, while Coach, driving overnight. I drive a tour coach full of AFL supporters from Adelaide to Melbourne. I find the show very interesting. It keeps my brain active during the long overnight drive. I get to catch up on shows in bulk. Reviews are great, and I find it a one-stop shop for the latest on toys. I'm a co- uh, convert from Apple to, uh, to Apple um, over the past six years. My home office still runs both systems, but my primary work is a Mac, iMac 27-inch, a MacBook Air, an iPad Air, an iPhone 6 Plus. As well as my old HP notebook and desktop. Jeez, you've got a fair office going on there, mate. Um very good, mate. I appreciate uh I appreciate you getting in touch, Langdon. Very good of you, mate. And uh tooth the horn of the coach for us uh, overnight and wake someone up, that'll be a bit of fun. But uh go the Crows or whoever the other team is. I don't follow AFL. or uh, nor, nor know enough about Adelaide to be um to be even close to it. <laughs> but thank you for your emails. If you've uh if you've not been in touch, get in touch, say good day. It's it's allowed. It's allowed. You're allowed to get in touch. Uh, You are listening to Your Tech Life. So, um, the other product that I reviewed this week, and you can see the photos on eftm.com.au, is the Logitech G29 Force Feedback Racing Wheel. So this is the steering wheel for your PlayStation. Now, I've had the G27 for many years, a great wheel, pedals, combination, for the PlayStation 3. The problem was, it didn't work on the PlayStation 4. Uh, The G29 is a $499 steering wheel um, for the PS4 and the PS3. So here's the deal. Upgrade the wheel now, if you've got a PS3, and then it'll be ready for the PS4. Um, If you're lucky like me, and you've got both, then it'll work with both. Um, The G29 feels a little bit stronger the pedals feel a little bit more responsive and more importantly just the the general layout of the wheel is is more playstation like so um, the the buttons there are all the playstation buttons are there there's more controls on the wheel um it actually just looks more like a racing wheel um it's a beautiful beautiful thing um if you know anyone that is half into uh, racing sims then uh, you really can't go wrong the Logitech G29 force feedback steering wheel is for PS3 and PS4, $4.99. As I say, I couldn't recommend it more. Um, Xbox users, they've got one coming out later in the year uh, called the G920, so that'll work on Xbox One. So, um, very cool, very awesome. Um, if you know, seriously, if you play racing games, you can't use your thumbs. That's just silly. You don't drive a you don't drive a car with your with your thumbs, do you? Do you? So, anyway, um, that, is, uh, that is a cool product. All the uh, photos and review information are over there on the website, uh, EFTM.com. You can see my nice little uh, racing setup with the Red Bull um, play seat. I love that thing. I might even give it a, give it a whirl tonight, maybe. Never know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, and we do it all. Thanks to the good people at Garmin. Satellite Navigation GPS Technology. Speaking of which, um, if you uh, if you're into health, fitness, and uh, such activities, think about the Forerunner range of products from Garmin. Um, They actually have a a huge number of them, ranging from the Forerunner 15, the brand new Forerunner 25, the 220, the 225, the 620, and the 920, going from your kind of simple up to your expert. Things like the Forerunner 25 has smart notifications, live tracking, activity tracking. Compatible with heart rate um, monitors, compatible with foot pods, uh, and has the virtual paces, So it really takes your running to the next level. This easy-to-use running watch, the Forerunner 25 from Garmin, tracks distance, pace, heart rate, and per- heart rate, and personal records. Stay connected on your runs with smart notifications so you'll never miss a call or text. When you're not running, you can still record progress with activity tracking to count your daily steps. Cracking great little product, the uh, the Forerunner 25. Um, uh, you can check availability on those things on the Garmin website, garmin.com.au.
1: Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
0: And thank you for listening. You can get in touch any time you like. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Ian. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Well, I've had a
2: few hiccups. Uh, first of all, I've got Windows 10 up and going, which was Beautiful.
0: terrific. How old's the computer you put it on?
2: Uh, four years. Little okay. laptop. It's a bio. Right. It's
0: a touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a touchscreen four-year-old, so it would have been one yeah. of the very first touchscreens.
2: One of the first ones that came out. This and you know what's year.
0: interesting? Do that, does the touchscreen work out of the box with Windows 10?
2: Not doesn't miss a beat.
0: Really? That's excellent, no. because uh, you, you often... Oh, I've been worried about, uh, you know, older hardware and whether or not Windows has got all the information to keep it supported. So that's good no. news.
2: It just made... Uh, no, Windows 8, as you know, had a lot of errors and... A lot of bugs and things, all sorts of. Things, but it just snaps now. It's it's just amazing.
0: Oh, that's excellent. So you've basically breathed new life into a four-year-old computer.
2: Absolutely. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. No, terrific. That's uh, I ran into some problems with the only problem I think up ahead was a message from Symantec from Norton's.
0: Yeah.
2: Read the uh, the, the new browser. Oh, Edge. Edge. Is yes. Yes. Um, and they've advised not to use it because. Uh, Norton how they're talking about that the extensions aren't there
0: at the moment so uh, the th- yeah the thing about that is um, most of the browser protection that the companies like Trend and Norton offer yeah. um, they're, they're kind of plugins to your browser and so and yeah. it were an extension so it, it seems like Edge hasn't Provided for that yet, or they haven't had theirs approved, or they haven't got it working. So, yeah. what? So, they're, they're saying to you, you know, you keep using something else like Chrome they or did, something?
2: They said go back to Windows 8, uh, Internet Explorer, pardon. They said it's uh, it is advised to go back to Internet Explorer until we, uh, they can sort out the extensions. Yeah. And what did you do? You worried? Well, I've still got itch. Yeah, look, oh, <laughs> you I, know. I, I, I don't go into funny sites anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and look the play
0: that game. the protection that um the protection that Norton and others provide in the browser is more you know that one step ahead of you on the links you click on kind of thing and yeah. if you are a bit wise with your clicking you, you will be fine um yeah. I have Trend Micro on my Mac and it just what it does is it puts a little tick box next to um next to links that it knows are safe and and All I right. think it's nice and easy but Oh, to be honest, even if it said it was grey, oh, I wouldn't worry, but I've never come across it suggesting anything was red and don't click no. on it. The no, other, only the only other thing, if you, if you wanted to stay safe, maybe you'd go to Chrome or Firefox, but I think yeah, Edge is nice. Firefox, but
2: I don't
0: like it. What do you, what do you think of Edge?
2: I love it. No, I just love Windows. I'm an old Microsoft man from, from way back. No. I've got iMacs and iPads and all sorts of things. I've got a... I'm running two two lights here, but honestly, I haven't turned the iMac on for three or four days.
0: Oh, that's good news. That's very good news. Yeah, I think you'd be safe. Play it safe. Uh, Make sure Windows Defender is is turned on and and running in the background as well, and extra protection.
2: Yeah, that's my thought. My other little hiccup I had, Mm. or I've got, um, and I've stepped away from it, I went out and purchased the new Nighthawk router modem. Yes. And it was very impressive. But I could not get it to function. <laughs> so,
0: for, so it was very impressive to look at then.
2: <laughs> well, I, when, it, when I had it going, oh, you did, and have then it. things started to happen. It started to slow down, so I went back to uh, back to Norton's, and we went right through and checked the whole system. I said, "No, it's fine." So I went to Big Pond, and um, it's basically they're saying I'm getting, I get good my speeds on the, on the uh, speed test we're up around 6.9.
1: nine.
2: Hmm. Uh 6. we one down here. Hmm. Can't get anything else.
1: No.
2: But um, as soon as, as soon as it would stay you get to six nine, all of a sudden it would drop away completely down to 13 nothing. So I, I virtually gave up and and of course the, the ISP provider said, Well, you know, as far as we're concerned we're giving you the speed that's required and all this which is rubbish of course. <laughs> as we all know the problems are between 4 and now, sort of like. Oh, so night. you're All.
0: saying it's a prime time issue and, and you think it could be streaming.
2: It is streaming, I reckon. Wow. Well, I've got so many wireless and we've got, I've got, you know, you can see your networks that are in the area. Yeah. And there are so many going on after 4, these kids would come out and get stuck in the Call of Duty, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so during the day, your your connection is, is as good as it gets on ADSL 1, basically? No,
2: oh, look. Touch, touch wood at the moment. So I went back to my Netgear 6300. Uh, yeah, the 6300, which is a good little motor out of modem. I've kept it up to date. And I could, I, I installed the Nighthawk, I suppose, uh, it's got to be uh, uh, many times. Pull it out, re plug it, put the other one back in, re plug it, put it back in. I did this over two or three days. Mm. I was doing this. I spent many hours with both Netgear and, and Big Pond, yeah. and it all got down to they can't meet the speeds required.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, look, I mean, the thing is, remember, you can use your old modem to connect to the internet and you could upgrade the wireless in the home with the Nighthawk and, and just use the, the router part of the Nighthawk, for example. Yeah. Mate, I sent but, it back. Oh, you sent it back, yeah, I was going to yeah. say.
2: Yeah. And Netgear were terrific, they understood.
0: Look, I in the, the end, the people. one day, <laughs> the NBN will come,
2: <laughs> and, and,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Not in my time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Something will happen. You and I will talk one day, and we'll be like, "Wow, well, do you remember back that day we were talking?" And yeah. I've
2: just come back from Upper Warrawong up the other side up there, and there's MBN going down the main streets, and uh, not within you where I am. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Well, good on you, mate, and uh, uh, thanks and for, for getting time. in touch. I'm glad you're enjoying Windows 10. Yeah, good. To Good on you, mate. Anytime. time, if uh, you've got a question, a problem, a comment, or you just want to have a chat about anything in your tech life, jump on the blower, one 800 or go to the website, eftm.com.au. Talking
1: technology without the jargon. Your, your tech life. life with Trevor Long.
0: You know I love, love a good gadget. You know I love a good Kickstarter. But um, this one I can't relate directly to, but I'm very intrigued by. This one is called Buddy. The Dog Collar Reimagined by a uh, couple of blokes in Melbourne uh, going by the company name of Squeaker. And uh, it is called Buddy the Dog Collar and uh, the boys, Chris and Fulvio, are on the line to talk about it. G'day, boys. How are you doing?
3: G'day, buddy. G'day, Trev. Good, thanks. Listen,
0: I mean, what's your background? Because you're obviously, this is not the first, this is not your only product. You actually have other products already in market, correct?
3: Yeah, we do, actually. We've got a range of uh, light-up collars, uh, leads, and harnesses. That so, have, uh, so your
0: specialty is, is pet, um, pet accessories that use LED technology to light up and look funky and cool and have that visibility at night and that kind of stuff,
3: yeah? That's right, yeah. It's we, we, pet safety that's uh, fun to use. That's our kind of mantra.
0: So how did that all come about? How long have you been going at that?
3: Been doing it for just over a year now.
0: And was that a Kickstarter-style thing as well, or did you get that going on your own?
3: No, I was working in advertising for 12 years. car uh,
0: um, Porsche driver. Yeah, I'm getting
3: you. Uh, no, no Porsches there, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I was riding my bike, oddly enough, home from uh, some late nights at the office. Hmm. And um, as I was going down the bike path, had an I uh, had a little head-on almost with a, a dog and, a, and, a, and, a, and their owner who had the dog lead crossing the bike path, so I swerved to avoid them. And I thought to myself, oh, you know what, why don't they just light up? So I did a bit of yeah. research and um, about, I don't know, a year and a bit later, uh, the product came to life.
0: So then you fast forward to now and yep. you've got a Kickstarter project for what I struggled to explain today to, to random everyday radio people would would be described as a fitness tracker slash geolocator slash light up dog collar. Give me the give me the basic rundown. How what's your elevator pitch when you when people say to you what's your what's your new product?
3: Well, essentially we're we're in the light up business. We're in the illumination business. We keep dogs safe by lighting them up at night. And we originally we wanted to create a dog collar that you could control RGB LED so basically you could control the collar illumination by your phone. Mhm. And we ended up actually creating that prototype and we looked at each other and we thought, oh, we'll launch on Kickstarter. And we thought, you know what? It doesn't do enough. It needs to do more, <laughs> right? There's 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 a whole range of smart collars out on the market at the moment that do exactly the same thing. And we thought, well, why don't we just combine what we already know with the GPS tracking and the fitness tracking of as a Fitbit would do for your dog. And this is where we are.
0: And... You know the you 've obviously put a massive amount of work in it because if people go to Kickstarter at, at starter and search for buddy the dog collar you 'll see the video you 'll see the the app integration ideas you know you t- it looks like you 're utilizing the same concepts as the Apple Watch style fitness tracking to to get activity monitoring and yeah. my, my, i don 't have a dog, so I do I, I struggle to relate i 'll be honest, but my thought is that when you get home um, and, and your, your dog you don 't know how active they 've been that day. You've got no idea what they've been up to. You've got no idea whether they've been running around having a great time or sitting on their fat ass on the lounge just doing nothing. So press the button, see how many steps they've taken. Is the steps multiplied by four or divided by four? How does that operate?
4: Well, the steps around um, basically we use – we've gone through several algorithms and we sort of based the dog algorithm, um, so to speak, on, on human interaction. So mm-hmm. – You'll, let's say you're at home, for example, and you want to know whether your dog's sleeping. Maybe it's sick. Maybe it's um, it's just you know you've taken it to the vet the, the night before. Um, you want to know how active it is. You can set notifications via the device, and you can basically have it push you notifications and tell you whether your dog's alive, sleeping, um, active, whether it's you know what what kind of movement your your dog is doing while you're not there.
1: Hmm.
4: Um, and we do that via a three-axis accelerometer, so.
0: Yeah, in a similar way to all the, all the other trackers go. Now, now, before we talk about some of the options here, let me understand the Kickstarter concept because to me, you, you, you've got a massive request. You're trying to get $385,000. That yes, is probably one of the bigger Kickstarters I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I see a lot of Kickstarters, some of them want 10 grand, some of them want 100, a lot of them want 20, 30, 40, 50. In, in a few days, you've already raised $54,000. You're a long way off 385. Yep. Why 385? Have you, do you feel like you've bitten off more than you can chew, or is that just absolutely the number you need to get to bring any form of concept to life?
3: Well, my opinion is I think we've got the most honest Kickstarter on Kickstarter because we have no. All the funding is all our own. We've reached into our own pockets. We have no uh, backing from venture capitalists. We haven't got pre orders waiting to go. We're not part of a. Uh, an incubator. An incubator or anything like that. This is just all our own money, and this is pretty much what it costs to develop the product ready for commercial use. So factoring in absolutely everything. So and it's Australian dollars, don't forget. So realist, realistically, it's about two hundred ten US, two hundred ten thousand US dollars. Mm. So it's not, it's not that crazy when you think about it, because the Australian conversion pumps it up quite a bit. Sure, it, makes it look a bit more expensive, but it's not. I don't think it's Crazy to expect that we couldn't hit that target.
0: So, to, and, and then on the on the business side of things, um, <clears throat> explain to me how, and I, I don't look, I'm, I've never gone to the bank for a loan other than a mortgage, but is it simply the case that you wouldn't go to a bank these days with a business plan that, that talks about bringing a product to life because of the, the sheer fact that it's so bloody hard to get money? And, and that's, that's why Kickstarter projects like this or Kickstarter becomes the, the best way to raise money in this sense?
3: It's more a test to see if people want it or not. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we could go to the bank and probably get the money if you really, really wanted to. But why? We, we've
0: <laughs> then you're in the hole for three hundred eighty-five thousand dollars that no one, no one wants. The and no one wants it. Yeah, you
3: right. know, so this is a good test of, to test the marketplace to see if uh, this is something that people actually want. It's it's very. It's this is for this is really an early adopter product. Totally, people, totally. people who are. Into tech, who love their dogs, um, you kind of yeah. It's 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 for those guys. See, and it's a... also to show that you know Squeaker are just some company that imports crappy products from China. Mm. We're actually a real business that you know are thinking about you know the future of technology. We consider ourselves a technology company with a focus on pets. See, I'm, an, I'm a, a, pet I'm a, with a focus terrible,
0: on terrible pessimist, and I look at it and think fifty five grand. You're smashing it. What if you only got to 60 or 70? And wouldn't you, wouldn't you look at it and go, for 60 or 70, we, we could bring the basic buddy to market. Shouldn't we at least start there? Is that something that goes in through the considerations as you go through the Kickstarter project?
3: Yeah, it makes a good point. And you know what? If that happened, we probably would produce it. Yeah.
0: The thing is, the current Kickstarter works in in the because I've only ever been part of the, the bar the couple, is but, raised so high right now yep. that
3: if you go in with a pro- that's what the whole point of this was. That we did have a product that was very basic. It was an RGB LED dog collar that you could uh, control with your app. Yep. Right, yep, and yep. we looked at each other and said, it's not good enough. We we're, we're, we're get slaughtered on here, and what's, we want we're, we're all for the advancement of technology yep. and that sort of stuff. So why why not just Go, go in, go, go, go in, go or, hard early, or go, go, hard or go home. That's it.
0: How do you protect yourself? You've now got, I've always thought this with these kind of products and projects. You've now put your entire life on the line. You you've published it. You you've shown everyone what you think it can do. Yeah. How are you protected from, you know, some other dodgy brother going, yeah, we can make that. And, um, you know, just go on and making it and bringing it to market. How does that operate?
3: In regards to patents, yeah, or in regards to just
0: well, patents for a start. Do you cover yourself with patents before you go down this path?
3: You can't actually patent the combination of technology, but there are utility patents that have been taken out on certain design elements and things like that. But at the end of the day, you're always going to get copied. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> We've been copied already with our basic product. Yeah, you know, just we just we're that sort of company that want to be ahead of the curve all the time. We've already got an array of products that integrate with Buddy that are almost that are, we have already been developing at the, almost the same rate that we've been developing Buddy. So things like automated doggy doors and that sort of stuff that integrate with, with Buddy. So you've got a whole sort of home automation it's, system. You've got an ecosystem
0: and, because the dog, uh, the, the buddy, the, the doggy door, I guess, is, and I again, I don't have a pet, but it's open all the time. But with a, with a Buddy, it could, it could be uh, controlled can, by the fact that it knows that the, the, the right dog is standing
3: at the door and unlocked the door. Correct, and like cats and that sort of stuff, you know. Right. We've, we've actually, in the, without giving too much away, we, you know, there's, yeah, there's the, the doggy door is a bit more than your average doggy door with just an automated lock. You've got sort of automatic frosting glass and that sort of stuff that will tell a dog that it can't walk through so it doesn't bash its head against the door every time yeah, yeah, that it tries yeah. to go in when you want to, you know, lock it off. So there's a little, Exclusive for you, right there.
0: So, what is that's uh, it's good? I like it. What's yeah. what has surprised you mo- most about the Kickstarter thus far? Is it the fact that two people jumped on and went with a nearly three thousand dollars worth of package, and, uh, and and are looking to obviously have ten or more, and I, don't, I guess on sell them, or is it the 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 success at the lower end? What, what what have you what have you been surprised by?
3: Um, I'm not
0: really
3: sure. Well, I've,
4: I've been surprised by how many people um, are asking whether whether it will fit their cat, and. Um, yeah. The easy answer is <laughs> absolutely. It'll it'll fit your cat um, effectively, but you know our our, our focus here is dogs. Um, their behaviour patterns are different. They're, they're I wouldn't say more active than cats, but they're certainly um, they're certainly different in in the sense where you know they'll they mope around and you know do their own thing, and cats will sort of try to escape and get out there. Mm. So. And if you need uh, uh,
0: if you need an illuminated. Uh, collar for your cat because you 're walking your cat, you need yeah actually we yeah. get a lot of yeah. questions about
3: we get a lot of questions about cat owners um, asking if we can do a limited collars for them we're like we do have an extra small version in the pooch like the original uh, model, mm-hmm. but we actually did originally we we actually went down that road and did a bit of research about it, and um, it wasn't a great idea to have cats visible at night because they are an animal that relies on stealth yes and yes. they actually became a target for predators if you actually put cats on it so we didn't want to have that <laughs> on our hands so we just said all right we'll just focus on dogs and yes. that's what we've done
0: so the big pitch for dog owners today is yep. <clears throat> there's about it's- 20 20 odd days left of the kickstarter the yep. the minimum available price to get um a genuine buddy that's not uh, so that the actual product is looks like it's two hundred and forty five dollars there's still a bunch of those to go so for two hundred and forty five dollars you're going to get uh, the the bells and whistles um, that's buddy that's going to sell for more like five hundred dollars in the future this is that this is that getting an early thing you're basically getting it at half price is that correct
3: yeah pretty much pretty much yeah. we're going to try out you know if we get if we can scale and we can buy volume you know we can lower that recommended retail price sure. but this is the most honest Kickstarter campaign you'll find on Kickstarter right now.
0: $245 gets you a buddy with GPS, Bluetooth, a display screen, Wi-Fi base station, accelerometer. It's all there shipped to your door. When, If I lay down 245 today and I've got a cute little dog that I want to take for walks and get all these great advantages from, when mm-hmm. will I get my buddy?
3: We're in the uh, under-promise over-deliver business, mm-hmm. right? So we're saying a year. We're going to try our hardest to get it under a year. Mm-hmm. But with the development time and the testing, you've got to remember these things have to hold back a dog. And we're the only um, smart collar in the market that's offering a uh, D-ring, a traditional D-ring where you can attach your leash to it. Mm. All these other guys, you have to actually attach the another collar, collar to walk them at night or whenever, day, whenever you have to walk them. So um, there's a lot of material testing that needs to go in there. We've done a lot of that already. But, you know, I don't know. You can never do too much testing, put it that way. So we want to give ourselves the full year, right, and we say it in our pitch. We just say, look, we just want to do it right. We're mm -hmm. not into like doing things by halves and we don't want to have a disappointing product at the end of it because people are putting their hard-earned cash down and also it's bad for business. So.
0: And for those listening that don't – regularly do kickstarter or have never been to kickstarter don't know what it is when you go to kickstarter.com and you search for buddy the dog collar and you find the pledge and you put down 245 Mm dollars um the money is taken out of your account only when the the um the the project is fully funded is that correct that's right and 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 by fully funding by fully funding so if Another, you know, two, three, four hundred people put the money down and, and whatever rate, and you end up getting to three hundred and eighty five thousand dollars Everyone's money is taken out. What's the uh, what's the worst case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? Is it that um, that down the track you, you realize the whole thing's not, it's just not possible, not feasible, not, doesn't happen? How does that work for, for people that put down their money? Is it just, a uh, is that part of the risk of a Kickstarter? I actually have no we, idea.
3: We're not, we're not a high risk group of guys, we've planned everything to the nth degree. So yeah. we've, we've our numbers are tight. This is why we're asking for such a big pledge. Mm. Because we can, with the money, if people want it and there's demand for it and we get that goal, you're gonna get it and you're gonna get it exactly how it is in the video. Mm. There is no compromise. We don't wanna build crappy products. We wanna build, this is human grade stuff we're building for dogs and mm. no one's done it before. So why not be the first?
0: Hey, last question, the GPS uh, tracking version where's the SIM card? How does that uh, integrate with the with the mobile networks? Do you, do you sign up for a plan to put a SIM card in it?
4: Um, we'll, we will have the option to put your own SIM card in mm-hmm. and we'll also be offering a, um, a SIM card on launch as well. Yeah, right, okay.
0: So it does have – I was just – I couldn't quite see through all the reading that I did. I couldn't quite see that uh, – I saw something that talked about it being compatible with a bunch of quad band networks and all this kind of stuff. But I couldn't quite see that it absolutely would literally – So and, and let's just – and that was one of the things that came up on the radio a couple of times today. You know, you should never need to have the worry of losing your dog ever again. Dog jumps the fence, goes for a run. Um, you know, not only do you get an alert because you've, put, you've drawn a circle on a map around your block to say the dog shouldn't be outside this block because that's where I walk it, but you know where it is because you can look on a map and see where the dog is. You can, you can track down your dog.
3: You know, we're not, we're not actually selling a dog collar. We're selling peace of mind. So what you're getting is peace of mind. You know where your dog is You now it's going to be as safe as it possibly, can possibly be without you being there yourself.
0: Oh, I want for my kids.
3: Do <laughs> uh, you know how many people have said that? Buy it. Put your pledge down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Off you go. You're, <laughs> gonna, <laughs> 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 you're either going to need to make their, them their, belt. Um, you're going to need. Sweat. You're going to need <laughs> to make them belt size or wrist size. <laughs> I don't know. But it, but you know what? Um, and we're digressing heavily here. I understand, but you know, I saw at CES two years ago a little thing uh, called Philip, I think it was, but it was a watch for kids that was integrated with the at t network, and it was it was such a good idea. But it's never come to Australia because we're not, we don't have the scale. We're, we're just not big enough. Um, mm-hmm. And I still believe that that parents and kids would get great benefit from a product like that, that simply gave peace of mind in this tragically over-regulated nanny state world that we live in. Um, my son will never just go frigging around the park and the and the, the block like I used to do as a kid. It just won't happen. But right. um, I, I would feel so good about the world if if I could just go, mate. Yeah, go, just mate, go visit your mates. I don't care, go down the road, and I could just know where he was if I was worried. Just such a good thing. So well, you, you, don't you don't might be onto something bigger than technology.
3: that. Technology. Yeah, well,
0: mate, get onto it. Anyway, let's Absolutely. get you the three eighty five thousand first for the dogs.
3: All right. Absolutely.
0: All right. It's very. It's, I love. I love your. I love your packaging. I think you've done an amazingly good job presenting as a professional product. Um, I love your honesty, um, and I, I really in, enjoy the fact that you 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 genuinely believe that you are. You have confidence in not only achieving the goal, but but beating the goal and, and bringing the product to market. And I hope we're talking in uh, in a year from now. And you, and we're you know know you. Well, I'll go to Melbourne and you can show me the buddy thing working. because I don't have a dog and I don't want to get a dog, so I'll have to come visit. All right.
3: You're missing out. You need to get one, buddy.
0: Man, I've got three kids. I don't need another thing. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks very much for the chat and uh, and good luck with it. Thanks, thanks so much.
4: Thanks for your time, Tred. Cheers.
0: you got a question about technology, jump on the phone, one 800 or the website and just send me an email, uh, eftm.com.au. G'day, Steve. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good, buddy. What can I do for you?
5: Yeah, um, I've got a very challenging uh, Wi-Fi environment in my house where it's a solid brick house,
0: mm.
5: a flat tin roof and the modem at one end of the house.
0: Oh, what are you doing that but for? Is there no way you can put the modem in the middle? No, not no. easily. Okay.
5: But anyway, I bought at your recommendation a Netgear Nighthawk modem router, router modem, yep. whatever,
1: Yep.
5: and it works really well, so I'm happy. But Beautiful. It, com- it comes with two channels. I think it's a two and a half and yep. a five gig.
0: Yep, I know the way. So when you've got your network and name, if it was called Steve's Network, it says Steve's Network, and then there's another one that says Steve's Network-5G. Yes. Mm-hmm.
5: And now I've got ranging from a new um, Apple MacBook Pro with AC technology um, as one new computer, uh, MacBook Air, and uh, a couple iPads and iPhones, all with the old N technology.
1: Mm
5: -hmm. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to work out what's the best way to distribute them across the two bands.
0: Well, look, the the basic principle that I keep banging on about, which, as I've said before, was um, you know, first said to me by Patrick Lowe, the, the boss and the founder of Netgear, is that your network is only as fast as the slowest device connected to it. So you're already on track. You've got the basics, so you're thinking about it. Bottom line, your, um, your 5G network, make that all the new stuff, as new as you can get. And then the other network, make that pretty much everything else. And what you can do is... Kind of start with everything on the 2G network, and then, because in rea- so what do you mean by
5: 2G? You mean the, 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 the basic two and a half?
0: one? Yeah, the, the the one that doesn't have the dash 5G. Okay. Right. So if you connect everything to that and nothing to the dash 5G network, then yes. you know everything will work. It'll all be fine. But then what I would do is first and foremost, don't think about speed. Think about usage. So if you've got a um, a device that you stream. Uh, videos or, or movies or something too, put that one up on the 5G. Um, right. Uh, if the, you've got a device that you use primarily, uh, more than any other device, put that on the 5G. So in, in my household, for example, it's pretty much just my my phone. Don't tell my wife. Pretty much just my phone, the Apple TV, the Fetch uh, is not plugged, not wireless, so it's plugged in. I think I put the Foxtel on the on the five g so that I've just basically got a network that's a little bit less cluttered more than any it's not really about speed it's about having less clutter so that I'm not going to get issues with um, interference and buffering and things like that so first and foremost that's what I do and then if you feel that you're not getting good performance then it's kind of like a trial and error thing Turn a few things off and work out which ones are causing the problems and and move them to the to to one or the other network because it really doesn't dramatically matter which network is which. It's not like you're going to notice massive speed from one or the other. Have you got ADSL or cable? A- ADSL. So, you know, we're talking about slow internet for starters. So it's not like, you know, blistering speed is being throttled no. by your Wi-Fi network. No, right, it's
5: about 10 megabits.
0: Yeah. So you're really trying to create a more of a quality of service relationship with your devices and the modem. So... Yeah, I would split them out so that you've basically got your your premium devices, whether they're the newest or they're the ones that are used or use the most traffic on one network and everything else on another. And then just slowly maybe pop one between there and see what difference it makes. You probably won't notice a huge amount of difference in most cases because you're only getting the 10 meg. But if you connect, one, if one of your devices is super slow, you will Absolutely, notice that it's not capable of, of great speed and it will allow you to, um, uh, sl- you know, slow everything else down. So, just as a question, isn't the,
5: the 2.5 inherently longer range than the 5?
0: Um, yes, there is in theory the, the 2.5 will go longer, but then the, but the Nighthawk has beam forming, so you could actually get better distance out of either network when you consider, um, the, the mobiles utilizing the beam forming technology of the nighthawk so don't think specifically about a circular range um, think think about the the actual technology in that router that's going going to really power the devices as they need it and you know it sounds okay. sounds pretty good that you've immediately with just that device got a better outcome for the home there is yeah, no I
5: just had a, a Telstra Standard modem and that really didn't do it down the yeah. end of the house at all.
0: Well, so so how many bars were you getting? Any any coverage down one end, the other end? The, the, no, no, it literally wouldn't work. And, the, and so how many bars modem. are you getting now? The Wi-Fi? Uh
5: two, to three, I think.
0: Yeah, uh, and you know what? It doesn't even sound like you need a range extender because, especially with that speed, you're not you're not probably sacrificing a huge amount. You are going to get much slower speeds down the other end of the house, but um, hey, at least you've got coverage. So yeah,
5: I used to have a range extender, but I've, 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 I've turned it off.
0: Yeah, right. Well, uh, it sounds like a good outcome, regardless. But you know, it is a bit of trial and error in the moving of the devices. But uh, as a general rule, old versus new on each network, and and also just think about that 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 usage. So if you had an Apple TV, I'd be trying to put that up on on a on a network of its own at, at the very least um, with it with the newer devices. Right, right. All
5: right. Just on another yep. subject. I know you're into drones. Um, I went to a a drone racing event a couple of weeks ago, which was very interesting. Are
0: you a racer yourself, or are you just a a spectator? Uh,
5: (laughs) No, I'm just uh, sort of getting into it. uh, Where where was the the, the the event held?
0: What's that, sorry? Where where was the event held?
5: At a uh, go-kart track in Moorabbin in Melbourne.
0: Did they actually fly the go-kart track, or did they set up something separate and it was just a good indoor... Venue.
5: No, no. The, they tried to follow the go kart track, although there were no um,
0: no walls. Yeah,
5: yeah, but no flags or anything to dodge around. So mm. it was a little bit loose, but <laughs> um, and those five, four or five would start at a time, and you had to do five laps. And pretty much, if you finished, you'd win because there were so many <laughs>
0: crashes. And were they all people that had built their own, or were they bringing? Yeah.
5: They're all home built. There was one for sale, the, you know, an off-the-shelf one not being flown. And they all had analogue TV um, goggles because they're the only ones that are quick enough in real time to, to fly the drones. So yeah, it's the right. digital, digital ones, that are, even though they're pretty quick, they're just not fast enough. So they've got old pal analogue TV um, goggles and so on.
0: Wow. Wow, and so you're thinking about getting into that style of drone racing? Uh, yeah,
5: yeah, I thought I, I'd give it a go.
1: Um,
5: it, it looks like really good fun, and there's a lot of YouTube videos. There was an American World Championships recently I saw in um, America where it's an Australian guy did very well. Uh, so it's, I think it's up-and-coming sport. I love the idea of the
0: go-kart track. That's a great idea for venues. I know they're using car parks and things like that, but... The go-kart track's a great idea. This is in, indoor
5: and in the evening, and the, hmm. you can sit up at the back with a glass and have a beer and watch, you know, the, the races, and so it's quite safe for the, the viewers. And there's TVs upstairs relaying what the, the flyers are, are, are seeing and their goggles. Jeez. Or if you, some people had their own goggles so they could just watch what the pilot is doing directly.
0: So you could basically kind of tune in to their... Their return signal is channel. That wow, yeah. right, cool. Wow, that is awesome.
5: So, There's about 100 people there, I reckon. Jeez,
0: wow. And where was that?
5: At, at some, oh, in Moraban in Melbourne at an in indoor go kart track. Right, okay. In the in the evening.
0: I'll have to keep my eye out for a similar thing in, uh, in New South Wales, in Sydney.
5: Very cool. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing it somewhere.
0: No doubt. All right, mate. Well, uh, on your recommendation, okay. I'll check it out. Good on you, Steve.
5: No worries. Thanks,
0: Trevor. Good on you, mate. And uh, if you've got a question, a problem, a comment about anything technology in your life, jump on the website, eftm.com.au.
1: It might sound crazy what I'm about to say, but Trevor
0: Don't have a clue. Got nothing. Um, if you are interested in winning uh, your share in uh, $15,000 worth of prizes, um, today, Tuesday, is the 11th of August, and uh, I'm giving away a Lenovo laptop. That'll be gone by the time you um, you hear this. Tomorrow we have a, uh, a biker, a women's bike, from uh, Nixie Cycles, or Nixie, Nixie Calls, I can't bloody pronounce it, We've got a Logitech UE Boom. Uh, we've got a Night Nighthawk later this week. We've got a Casio watch, a G-watch, a G-Shock. It's beautiful on the weekend. A, non- a Lenovo tablet. Another, <coughs> excuse me, another watch on Monday. A Garmin uh, Nuvi Cam. So the, the sat-nav with a dash cam in it uh, next week. Arlo cameras. They're all happening just in the next week. Uh, and then it goes on all month. More. I've got a lawnmower. I've got fitness trackers. I've got tablets. I've got laptops. I've got watches. I've got speakers. I've got Wi-Fi, range extenders. I've got everything for you. And all you've got to do is follow uh, EFTM in some way, shape, or form on social media. You will find out every day how we're giving things away. Today it's on Instagram. Tomorrow it might be on Facebook. The next day it might be on Twitter. But follow me, uh, Trevor Long, at Trevor Long on Twitter. Uh, follow EFTM at EFTM. On Instagram, I am at Trevor Long AU. <sighs> He doesn't know. I mean, I could send him a beautiful, I'd I'd send him a watch. I'd send him a Casio G-Shock watch if he'd just give me that bloody username. Uh, And on Facebook, uh, just search for EFTM or go to facebook.com forward slash EFTM online. Um, That is all. I would love to hear your feedback on the dog collar, the buddy dog collar. Um, Let me know whether you are tipping in, whether, you know, that's something you're going to put in. I'd love to know. I'd love to know how successful that can be. Um, and frankly, I'd love to know how successful it can be based on just this one show. Um, we'll give it, we'll give it a bit of a whack. If you've got a dog, sign up, give them, put a pledge in, get one. you are very cool. Uh, you're listening to Your Tech Life. You can listen each and every week. So easy to do. Um, just get Pocket Casts or the podcast app or Overcast or whatever that person said earlier. It was a very cool sounding app. And uh, subscribe each and every week to Your Tech Life. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading.